Here's the big question. How is it that most entrepreneurs hustle and are always busy and struggle to take just one step forward only to fall two steps back? They're dedicated, determined, and driven, but only a few finally break through and win. This show uncovers those quantum leap patterns of highly successful people so you can simply model what they do and apply to your future success. That's the question, and the answers are right here. My name is Brigitte Höfele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. minute. Why can you not see me? There I am. Welcome, everyone. My name is Brigitte Höfele. I am so honored to be here with you live and alive from Atlanta, Georgia. And are you in for a treat today? Because I have a very, very special guest. I have one of the, uh, a, a gentleman that I have shared stages with, and he is a fellow speaker and great executive salesperson. Scott Schilling is the executive president of strategic partnerships and an international sales speaker. Hello, listen, listen up. And a trainer who brings a unique combination of 35 plus years of life experiences in sales and marketing and training in corporations and business owners, entrepreneurs and individuals. When he speaks, I listen. He's presented to over two and a half thousand live events sharing the stage with people like General Colin Powell, uh, Steve Forbes, Susie Orman, Jack Canfield, Les Brown, any of these names ring a bell, former first lady, uh, Laura Bush, and plenty of more people. As an internationally accomplished and entertaining presenter, Scott has spoken to hundreds of thousands of attendees across range of all industries. He brings a wealth of knowledge. You better have something to write with and something to write on because you want to take notes like crazy. Um, he brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to the airwaves, boardrooms, podium, and print. He's written 15 books to date, including recently released, That Sucks, What Now? Great book. Go read it. I have it. He brings real, real world solutions to getting through what you are going through. He is a highly sought after sales expert because of the results he produces, not the words that he speaks but the results that he produces. His training propelled one client business, client's business to grow from approximately $8 million annually to almost $100 million in just under six years. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Mr. Scott Schilling. Welcome, Scott. How are you, my friend? I am fabulous, Brigitte. Thank you for the opportunity. Always fun to be with you. Always great having you here. And we have been, we have served on some boards. We have served uh, on stages. Uh, that's how we know each other. And um, I just find it fascinating, Scott, that our paths continue to cross. And I don't know if that is just, that's something that happens. What do you think? Well, I think if, if you've got common interest and common desires. And, um, you know, the world is in such a place right now that it it needs good people to help other good people. And so uh, I think the world is conspiring to put us together. 
I agree. I 100% agree. So, you know, you've been uh, you've been in this industry in serving and speaking in sales and marketing and really empowering others to be who they are. Looking back at those 30 plus years, which rituals, which habits do you have and have adapted that you can confidently say that is leading to your success over and over and over? Well, the, the, um, I think one of the things that one of my clients said one day or a friend that was sharing with me is he said, there's just no give up in you. Uh, you know, you got to, number one, you got to have want to, uh, you got to want to, to make a difference. And uh, you can teach tips and techniques and strategies and all sorts of different things. But if you don't have want to, it doesn't do any good. So I think one of them is, is want to. Uh, I want to utilize the talents and capabilities God's granted me to, to uh, carry out the mission that he's assigned me to. So that's part of it. The other is perseverance, uh, you know, persistency. You've got to, again, you got to fight through. Uh, you got to develop a, a tough skin. Um, one of the concepts I teach is there's no such thing as rejection. Uh, the only person that can reject you is you. It's not what anybody says to you that counts. It's what you say to you after they stop talking. So again, as a sales professional, and I'm a proud member of the sales profession, and notice I said it's a profession. It's not a, uh, a sometimes thing. It's an all the time thing. And as a proud member of the sales profession, I get told no a lot, but no is typically, or my framing of no is I haven't given the appropriate amount of information or the correct information to, to make it not be no. So it really is incumbent upon me. It's my responsibility. As a sales professional, I don't ever want to sell you anything, but I do always want you to buy a lot from me. Therefore, it's my responsibility to create an environment for you to want what I have. How do you do that? I ask you. It's a novel, novel way. People make selling way too hard. It's four words, four words. Identify, problem, provide, solution. That's Say it. that again. Identify, problem, provide, solution. And so if, if you've got a problem, if I, if, if I ask you a very simple question, Brigitte, if you could improve one thing in your life, what would it be? If you could improve one thing in your business, what would it be? If you could improve one thing in your cash flow, what would it be? Notice it's a formulaic question. If you could improve dot, 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 one thing in your dot, 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 what would it be? And, and that will give us a track to run on, meaning far too many people come into a sales situation or come into a presentation situation you know, my presentation uber alles. you know, I mean, it's, uh, I've got it right. I don't need to know anything. I'm just going to go out here and blast what my company or my boss told me to say. Whereas why waste all those words? If I, if I ask you the question, Brigitte, if you could improve one thing in your business, what would it be? Well, gosh, if I could just have better relationships with my team members. Awesome. Thank you. Now, what would that look like to you? 
Well, you know that we communicated freely, that when I ask him to do stuff, they hit it on time. How does it make you feel if that doesn't happen? Well, it feels like they're not listening to me, so it, it pulls the team apart. How could we make that better? You notice I'm not giving any solutions here. I'm, I'm asking you, what number one, what the problems are, but I'm just following the track that you're giving me. Far too many people have a preconceived notion of what they do when they go in. I ask, that's one of my go-to questions. My other one is, hey, what's new and exciting? Because what it does is it starts a conversation. And ultimately, all of this is about creating a conversation, which is back and forth, to simply understand the foundation that people, and you've heard this only two gazillion times, but you're going to hear it two gazillion and one. People do business with those they know, like, and trust, and ultimately they have to trust you. So I always suggest to my clients and, and the people I'm coaching, if they don't know you, assume, or, or it, assume they don't know you. And if they don't know you, assume they don't like you. And if they don't like you, assume they don't trust you. But they have to trust you to do business with them, which means you have to go to the beginning, which is get them to know you first and then get them to like you. And then and only then does trust start to develop. And trust is hard to earn. It's easily lost. So, the again, this is really foundational. And the reason, you know, I feel like a, like, you know, somebody who's been playing athletics for years and years and years. Why was Tom Brady able to play or still could play? Uh, why could he play 22 years? Because his fundamentals were so pure. He, he didn't run around. He didn't do stupid things. He didn't take unnecessary hits. He threw the ball away when he could. That's all fundamentals of his task. In sales, it's very much the same. Why could a more mature salesperson, that's code word for older, by the way, why would a, why would, could a more mature salesperson have great success? Because the fundamentals are there. I don't sit and go in and, and rush in and, oh, let me get this deal, let me get this deal, let me get this deal. I saunter in and say, Brigitte, how could I be of service today? If you could improve one thing in your career, what might that be? If you could improve one thing in your relationship with your kids, what what might that be? See, <clears throat> the person who knows all the answers is on the other side of you. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is, if you get really good at being able to to ask them how what would serve them and how they would like to be served, two simple questions. And not assume, but ask them. Yeah, not assume. Not you know, and you and I were talking about this before we went on. I've done a lot of things really well, but what I didn't do a lot of is asking for some of the things that would have made my life easier, quite frankly. Mm. I made the decision 2022 changes all that. And <laughs> so now I do. Guess what? My life has gotten easier. Wow, <laughs> and you, that can't, you can't teach an, an old dog new tricks. <laughs> I would say a mature one. Okay. okay. Now, now in, in those 35 plus years, it wasn't always smooth sailing, was it Scott? But there were the fundamentals. <laughs> which, wait, which were the years that were smooth sailing? 
was there one entire year that was a smooth sailing? I don't know. We don't have to go into that. Not a chance. But you, you mentioned those fundamentals. And I think when we're grounded in our core values, when we're grounded in our fundamentals, when we're grounded in knowing what we stand for and what the value that we bring and, right. uh, and, 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 and what kind of answer we are for humanity. And it starts with one person, right? Mm -hmm. That creates that. And, and we talked about a meme that you did and, and something that you said in one of your shows uh, a few days ago. It's creating that ripple. Well, the, the, again, the reality is that that we have – I did a, I wrote a blog a, a while back, uh, and the title was Everything Starts With a Decision. Well, the reality is if you look at the root word, the Latin for, decid for decision comes from decidere, to cut off. When you make a decision – you cut off all other possibilities. So as an example, my wife Peggy and I are married 26 years. And before we got married, we made a decision. We cut off the possibility of not being married. We said, we're going to be married forever. And so therefore, as soon as that decision was made, other decisions were automatically made. Like you don't do certain things that lead to loss of trust or loss of relationship or things like that. So the point is, it's, it's the same in a business situation. It's the same in a selling situation. You make a decision that I'm going to work with my clients with integrity. Mm. I share my core values with people, faith, honesty, integrity, courage, stewardship. These are important to me. And so I want you to know them because, quite frankly, I want you to hold me accountable for them. And, the, you know, people talk, we were was talking about this the other day. I said, my, I am gained great clarity over the holidays that I am, I've got a triad purpose on the planet. Share messages of hope and inspiration. Teach and train others to do the same and build a worldwide community full of people that respect, honor, and dignify each other. And so as I shared that with somebody, they said, I'm surprised you didn't say respect, honor, dignify, and have integrity. And I said, well, let me share why. And he said, great. I said, respect, honor, and dignity are external actions. Mm -hmm. If I respect is how I treat you. Honor is how I lift you up. Dignity is how we both feel after that's done. So my task is to build a worldwide global community of people that respect, honor, and dignify each other. External actions. Now, in order to do that, I do that through the internal action of integrity. Mm. Integrity comes from the word integer, one, wholeness. Mm. How you do anything is how you do everything. Yes. Oh. So the reality is integrity is that piece that is foundationally internal so that I can do the things externally to build my business and my community the way I choose to. Love 
everything that you say. And we have a great question from Brian, who's watching. And shout out to all of our viewers. Um, what do you use to build trust? Are there any steps that can be followed that you want to share with the viewers? Well, absolutely. In order to build trust, you first have to be trustworthy. Novel concept, right? So how do you how do you build trust? You build trust through confirmation of actions committed. So if I say to you, Brigitte, this is absolutely wonderful, and uh, I will get back to you, does two o'clock on Tuesday work for you? And you agree to that. I call you at two o'clock on Tuesday. That is a trust building situation. Now, I do not call you at 1.30 mm -hmm. because that doesn't, you know, that doesn't accomplish the same thing. And I certainly don't call you at 2.10. And if, in fact, that's, we all get caught on the phone, we all get caught on a Zoom, somebody grabs us, all these things happen. But then I would do everything possible to notify the person that says with, with extreme apologies, I got caught up. I believe I'll be about 10 minutes late. I want to honor you in our two o'clock call. Can I call at 210 or would you like to reschedule to honor you? See, I broke the trust, but at least what I did is I, I claimed it back to the best of my ability. So the reality is the way you build trust is to be trustworthy. Do trustworthy things and it's really like a bank account. But remember I said earlier, trust is hard to build. It's easily lost. Mm -hmm. So don't, I'll give you one. And I shared this with somebody the other day and they said, you got to be kidding me, right? And I said, no, I, it, it is, as a professional speaker, it literally is one of my pet peeves. So there was a company that I was training for a while back and um, they were launching a, a new company and a new product. And I was helping with all that. And the first thing I do as a professional speaker, it may sound weird, but it just is. When I walk into a room, I count the chairs in the room. And so here there's 10 in the row on the left and there's 10 in the row on the right. That's 20 across the back. There's 15 rows deep. How many chairs are in the room? 300. It's 20 times 15 is 300. And every single meeting, the CEO and founder of that company would walk up to the front of the room and say, every time, he would say, isn't it amazing we have another overflow capacity of 500 people or more in the room? And just the seats were full. There weren't other people there, but the seats were full. If I can count the seats, so can somebody else. And so basically, here's what that does. If you ever give a number in a presentation that can be verified as false, what else will you say in that presentation that is also false? Mm. You immediately delegitimize your presentation and you don't even know you did it. And so while it sounds like a small thing, it's not a small thing. Do not use puffery. Do not 
blow it over the top. Don't sit there and say, we've got 10,000 people in this meeting when you got four. I mean, it's it just makes no sense whatsoever. Anytime something is verifiable, make sure whatever is verifiable is factual. Mm. Just that simple. And underestimate if you have to. Don't overestimate. And so again, while it might sound like a small thing, it's it's an integrous thing. Because now here you have your leader doing that, right? Like the note says, I've seen false numbers in many presentations as well. It really hurts credibility. It hurts your credibility big time. It, exactly. You're sitting now you're sitting there and going, oh my God, you know, um, you know, we did 437 units this month. Well, you only ordered 200. How did you do that? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. is, is it really gets into a point where, um, and I've been cla classically trained, sounds kind of weird, but as a speaker, my speaker, um, speaking mentor, the best on the planet, just absolutely amazing. But he taught me the value of a single word. And the what way he that? did that is, is I followed him in, a, in an event one time. He did a 90-day, 90-day, 90-hour, no, 90-minute, jeez, <laughs> time frames. Not exaggerating at all. It was 90 hours. Uh, no, he did a 90-minute talk, and then I did a 90-minute talk. And in between, he said, would you like to do a debrief in between? I said, yes. He goes, okay, well, once uh, I'll watch your entire then I'll go to my room while you sign books and do that afterwards. And when you're done signing books, come up to my room, bring a yellow pad and we'll go to work. I said, okay, what a great opportunity, right? So I walk up to his room afterwards, knock on the door. And he said, great, you ready? And I said, yes, sir. And he goes, would you like a drink? I said, do I need one? He goes, I'm pretty sure you will. <laughs> and I said, okay, then give me one. And so I sat down and had a sip of my drink and, and I had my yellow pad out. And I said, yes, sir, I'm ready to go. Let's do the debrief. And he said, remember at the 38-minute mark where you said the word appropriate? Mm. Yeah. He said advantageous would have been a much more powerful word. Mm. And I wrote it down and I said, okay, that's awesome. And he goes, that's it. I said, what? He said, that one word made the difference in your whole presentation. And so when I coach speakers or when I watch speakers, I keep two pads. One of them is hey, that's pretty awesome. I'll probably borrow that someday. Well done. And the other one is up for discussion. It's not wrong. It's what were you trying, what point were you trying to make? What were you trying to get to land? Could you have moved it in a different place to make it better? At the top, I write, what does that buy me? And if there's ever anything in a presentation that doesn't buy me goodwill or advancement in my presentation, it's gone. And somebody, you know, like I'm watching a speaker one day and he tells a joke at just the most inopportune time. He was obviously uncomfortable. He was getting to the point where he was starting to close and ask for the order. And he decided to get cute as opposed to stay on task. And so afterwards, I said, help me understand why you tell the joke right there. 
And his answer was, because I get a laugh. I said, that's awesome. Can I ask you a question? He said, sure. I said, how many loaves of bread can you buy with a laugh? Mm. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, which was more important, the laugh or the loss of sales and commissions because of that laugh? And he said, I was just trying to have fun. I said, you can have all the fun you want. Do you want fun or bread? Because in essence, that's what you just did. You traded the laugh, that feeling, for a sale in the commission. Now, that's up to you. But if it's our organization, don't do that in our talks. We're here to, to deliver value to the people who are here. And that didn't get accomplished. So there's an intentionality in that in knowing, first of all, you know, words have power, like you just said, uh -huh. uh, and, and being very intentional, knowing which words have which power, right? Which words have, what, what do people give meaning to what you're saying and how vague or how specific is it? Man, we could go on and on. Can I give you a quick example of that? Yes, please. Simple words. Is there a difference? Sex education versus sex training. Difference? Big. Huge difference. People don't understand what they say sometimes. They, yeah. the, and in a presentation, and especially in a selling from stage environment, it can be as little as a single word. I remember one real quick story here. The, the, I went to an event and there was a mentor that I had a brand new gold American Express card. I was going to fill it up to become his protege. And I heard him from stage and he said, you know, I've been doing this for a long, long time. But for the first time in my life, what I'm sharing with you is from my heart. And I would love for you to join my program. I said, I'm out. What happened? And, and, and my friend, again, I'm going to, I'll give you the words again, figure out what was said. My friend next to me said, didn't you come to join his program? I said, absolutely. He said, but you said he's out, you're out. So let me say what he said again. First. I've been doing this for a long, long time. But for the first time, I'm coming to you from my heart. And so I'd love for you to join my program. I needed to hear it twice. Yeah. He did this for a long time. And this is the first time that he's coming from his heart. Bingo. Yeah, I would have been out too. So the, the point is, when, when you tune in, and you hear the power of words like that, and you hear the power of what's happening, it's absolutely phenomenal. And so again, I encourage you, uh, this is why I love working with people and why, real quickly, my mentor, what I said to all my mentors, and my speaking mentor especially, give me everything you got, and I won't keep it. I'll mm -hmm. share it with my students and my clients. And so it's exactly what he did is he gave me everything.
and I and I could never be more appreciative. And now it's my turn to do that. Learn to teach. It's what we teach, right? Learn to teach. We're a vessel. We're just passing. We're it's passing through. And if we would hold on to it, it would not be within our integrity and within our purpose of yep. what we're here to do. And again, we could go on and on and on uh, about this. And we have great interaction with our listeners and followers. So thank you guys for for being very interactive with us. Um, being on stage as a sought-after global speaker and trainer, what would you say, if you could even point to one single thing, is a formula of success? From stage? Or off stage. Well, it's consistent either on or off. Connection. Connection. So it's presentation, sales, speaking, in my mind, is not an intellectual or tactical process. It is a strategic, heartfelt, relational process. I can get this to fire off all sorts of words. I did 21,557 words over 1,500 times in a five-year period, five-and-a-half-year period. But if you couldn't make those 21,557 words sound like it was the first time to that person, it was a problem. And that's the strategic, heartfelt, relational what people forget in the communication process, there's three components. There's words, there's tonality, and there's physiology. And communications is a combination of all three. Amen. And unfortunately, what most people don't understand is the smallest portion is the words. And so you've got to be able to make the words dance. You've, I am so excited to be here today. <laughs> Oh my God, thank you, Brigitte, for this opportunity. Or, you know what? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. See, yeah. the, the words might have been, it's ridiculous, but the tone was, man, I'm having a blast. Yeah. And tone and physiology will always outplay the words. And so it's, if you're happy, tell your face, you know, communicate in a way that you have fun. I love doing this. I love sharing messages with people with a desire that it lands for them so that they can share messages. It just feels great. That's the and, cool part of this. And clearly you do this because you care for people, because you love people. Mm -hmm. If you and don't that, like people, you're in the wrong business. You're the, absolutely. You're I mean, absolutely in the wrong place. The heck you doing here? You know, and, and that's the thing. I think people, you know, because sometimes the speaking business especially is is billed as the the highest paid hourly opportunity that exists. And that is true. I mean, my my best hour on stage, I sold six hundred and eighty-four thousand dollars worth of product. It was a pretty good hour, you know, and the and the compensation that comes from all that. Trust me. But the compensation that comes from all that is the happy byproduct of providing value to those sitting in the seats ahead of 
the reward. Right. My tagline personally is maturing relationships into rewards. It's how do we take, uh, I've spent years of my life and career being the hub to other people's spoke. See, the chances of you needing what I do when we meet is negligible. The chances of you needing to know something or someone I know is probably 95%. You know, I mean, so the, the reality is if I'm the hub to your spoke, I can be of service, which is why I teach the concept of the acronym ASSET, a spontaneous servant every time. Become a spontaneous servant every time the rest takes care of itself. So when you ask me to come on your show, well, number one, we're friends. I'd love to do that. So that's cool. I can be an asset that way. Number two, you've got some really cool people that, that watch your show. I, I'm honored that I have the opportunity to potentially share a nugget or two here or there that's of service to them. Do you understand how it all kind of feeds together? Become an asset first, a spontaneous servant every time, and, and do what you can do to lift somebody up. This goes back to my platform of returning respect, honor, and dignity to the planet. Respect is how I treat you. Honor is how I lift you up. Dignity is how we both feel as we walk away. Beautiful. Now, you came and brought a ton of nuggets, but you also came and brought a gift. I want, you know, uh, I, what I want everybody to do is, number one, what they want to do. But I want, I would love for them, for the listening public, to learn a little bit more about my philosophies, my, how I do what I do, why I do what I do. And if you like that, and consider it and it and it feels good and it works well for you then would love to have you experience that so i want to give you twgfreegift.com free download it's actually one of my books i want to gift you a, a full book to get a feel for who i am and what i do and, and if that's of interest to you to explore further we can always do that later so that's how it all starts Definitely get the book because it's worth reading. And and Scott, how do people get in touch with you? I don't hide well. So you can you can reach out to Scott at scottschilling.com or even Scott at scottschillingspeaks.com, either one. Uh, again, the idea is to, um, you know, reach out and let's chat. You got any questions from this or any concepts I've dis discussed or you want to take issue with anything? Bring it. Let's do it. Let's have fun. Because again, this is all a learning process, not only for you, but for me as well. So would love to chat with everybody. Awesome. Thank you so much, Scott, for being here. Guys, get in touch with Scott. Um, Scott, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your mentorship. You're incredible. Um, thank you for being here. And I know that you got to jump so thank you guys for staying on and tune in again next week for the Success Pattern Show. Same time, same place. Thank you all. Thank you for tuning in to the Success Pattern Show at www.thesuccesspatternshow.com. My name is Brigitte Hufalet.